You're listening to DraftKings Network. We're here. Everything is set up. I just got back from a dentist appointment. Uh, so, and now, now we're on TV, Amy. Okay. Yeah. Any cavities for you, Christian? No cavities. So pretty good. You know what? I think, uh, I, I think it was, um, I got a new, uh, toothbrush. My, my fiance got me this like, uh, electric, like an uh, electronic toothbrush, which I've never was a fan of. I'm like, what you have the batteries charge? Uh, who needs all that? But apparently, and I learned this on TikTok and you're, uh, you're awesome on TikTok, by the way, but the, uh, apparently regular toothbrushes are like terrible for you. You're supposed to use a, an electronic toothbrush cause it, it gives you more, more brushes than a stand than your like hand and arm can do. And I think that's been the the main difference. My teeth are like, it, it was in and out. I cleaned it, took like six, seven minutes. It was just a, a, a quick, a quick tune up. <laughs> so in a, in a world before soccer, well, actually during soccer, but in another life, Amy worked at a dental office for Get about two and a half years. So it's true. It's right. true. The, the motion it needs to, it does need to help you. The motion in the ocean. Wait, what are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about my teeth, Amy. I don't know why you've gotten, it's already gotten to the gutter so fast. Uh, <laughs> uh, Amy, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. My guest co-host co uh, today again, uh, yesterday. We had Christine Cooper the week prior. We had Taylor Rockwell uh, of Total Soccer Show. Uh, Alexis is still in Paris. Um, he was in London last week. He's in Paris now. But he's, he is just gallivanting through Europe, uh, you know, just crossing uh, every European zone, uh, you know, uh, getting fancier cheeses as he moves along. <laughs> uh, but... You are here. You are let you. It's interesting because I had asked Christine Cupo uh, yesterday to do the show, a gooner, and and I didn't even remember. You're also you're wearing the Arsenal kit. Another gooner uh, to yeah. replace Alexis. Although I will I will say I will preface my first of all always an honor to be on the show. It's always a lot of fun. I I got excited when I got your message, um, but I am I have to say I will not be sacrificing any of my family members <laughs> in the name of a top four spot. Okay, so you see, well, you you clearly don't want it bad enough. I guess so. I mean, <laughs> some people are a little bit more dedicated uh, than you are. Although I respect it. I respect it. Hundred um, percent. Can understand it. I just can't do it myself. All good. All good. Uh, so thank you, everybody. We're here uh, live on YouTube. Right? Where I'm here with Amelia Lopez. It, do you prefer Amelia? I put Amelia there on the on the card there. But is it you, a lot of people call you Amy? But I don't know. I've never asked you this question. What do you prefer generally to be called? So my 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 running gag is that I don't really have a singular name because when I was growing up, I'm legally Amy. So cats out of the bag. I'm okay. legally Amy, but. Uh, my uncles and my family members used to butcher my name. So they'd call me Ami um, for a long time. Everybody called me Emily and stuff like that. So I, I don't, <laughs> I, I know I, I, at this point in life, I know that when like, I can understand when like a voice is directed at me. Right, right, right. So yeah. even if they're like Allie, I'm like, now they're talking. They're, they're, <laughs> it, okay, it's me. Well, so that... I have no, although I do say that in my everyday life, people call me Amy. Um, like my family and Ollie, obviously, as everybody knows, calls me Amy. And then people that don't know me 
call me Amelia, but it's gotten kind of funny now because like family members that don't really know me, and that's like my that's like my my metric now is like family members <laughs> that don't really know me call me Amelia because they don't really know. Right, me. right, yeah. See, I kind of have the same thing because any when I started doing stand up, I I go by Christian Polanco. And but everybody growing up, everybody calls me Chris. Like so anybody who calls me Christian, you met me. You ain't a real one. Yeah, you met me in 2009 (laughs) or after. Uh, And if you call me Chris, you knew me prior, you know, pre 2008, pre comedy, uh, PC, as they say. Uh, So uh, so I'm glad we sorted that out. Amy, thank you so much uh, for joining us. We're here live on youtube uh everybody here in the chat say hello to amy if you haven't yet hit the like button hit the subscribe button uh i i I set a rule now you have to subscribe to be able to to speak in the chat so you know i'm like the bouncer here all right you're not wearing you're you're wearing did you do the did you do the subscriber only available chat because coachella had that too are you like coachella i'm I'm pretty much coachella i'm i am high on ecstasy right now okay i'm good to go (laughs) (laughs) um but today is uh it's shouts to us that's the 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 title of the show our fans have coined uh so that is uh so we're gonna be talking about american soccer some mls a lot of mls stuff nwsl uh and then uh if, if, if amy has uh obviously uh works for a food max nation so if there's anything uh you think we should cover especially uh maybe with liga max feminine uh happy to talk about it as always so feel free uh, if there's anything in the uh, to people in the chat if there's anything you would like us to discuss put it in the chat we have a couple things uh that we're gonna talk be talking about today and uh and then you know and then we'll we'll get to some of those questions so paulo uh, in the chat says shouts to us and Paolo says still resting in Paris ref- referring to <laughs> Alexis because I, we said RIP which now it means resting in Paris uh, so it's a little bit more uh, optimistic than <laughs> what it normally goes for um, Crimson Pizza said that's Latino life my name is Ho- Jose my mom's family uh, calls me Menying because my dad's nickname was Menyo and other family call me David because that's my middle name so <laughs> just, th- there's no there's no rules in in a Latin household, you know. Uh, it's this is a weird one. Like my my grandmother calls me Tito. No idea why. She's the only one who calls it, but everybody knows when she says Tito, she's talking about me. Talking about you. I mean, Ollie's name is Oliver legally, and uh, obviously Ollie's a really uh, easy nickname for common Olivers. But um, I named him after Olivier Giroud. So I call him Olivier sometimes and he answers me. So, I yeah. mean, it's not that far away from Oliver, but yeah, it's like we just, we just change people's names. And you know why? He's just as handsome too. Okay. I agree. 100%. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and uh, Ollie's great. You know, he, uh, he joined us on the show once a couple, uh, when you did the show uh, a couple of, uh, what was it? Almost two years ago, I think, or maybe a year, year and yeah. ago. Um, and, and I think that's one of the interesting things that, cause your son calls you Amy Instead yes. of mom, I don't know what the, what's the ratio to mom and Amy's, but it is a it's like cute, but then it's also I guess coming from, you know from oh a hundred percent family. It's a, like wait, hold on, there, 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 there seems to be some disrespect here. From a Hispanic Latinx background, <laughs> it's like you know it's like blasphemy at that point. Like it, I think everybody finally got used to it at this point, but there was a long time where people would go. 
no, it's Amy. It's my mom, you know, blow. And I just sit there like, I mean, like, let's just let, let it go. Let him live. Let him live. But yeah. as, he, as he gets older and he's like in school and everything, you know, he can he can like interchange them because for a long time he used to go Amy, Amy, Amy. And people would be like, Who <laughs> yeah. but now when he's like in school and like general settings, he's like my mom, Amy. So like he gives me a title. The, another one that's interesting. My, uh, I, and for anybody who's not Hispanic, this is going to be a nice, uh, you know, Latino lesson uh, for everybody. But my Colombian friends, and I, I think that this is very common in Colombian culture where siblings will talk about their parents and they'll say like, oh, uh, they'll say like, oh, uh, tu mamá me dijo. Like they'll say your mother, your mother said to go move the car or something. And I'm I like, who's mom? This is, Wait, <laughs> this is how you know sometimes you live in like a bubble because I live in a predominantly and have grown up in like predominantly Hispanic, Latinx, or like even Mexican people, mm-hmm. right? And it wasn't until I started actually interacting with like frankly like white kids that they would go like. Like my brothers and I go, my mom or my dad's calling you or mm-hmm. blah blah blah, right? right? And they're like, you all have the same parent. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I didn't realize that it was such a thing, like that. Yeah, you know, I guess culturally we just do. Don't get it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's mostly look it, it, within that circle. I, I guess everybody understands it, but to other people, maybe even to other Latinos, I'm just like, wait, okay, who you? I mean, it's fine if you have two different moms or two different dads but when you're talking about the same like you're you're they, they say uh you know siblings are the closest uh like relative that you have because you share the same p- blood of two people so you're you're the closest in like uh genetically so you should you should be proud of that right a little bit so you, should, <laughs> you shouldn't be like my mom <laughs> that's all i'm saying anyway uh okay <laughs> brush says big up guys uh pepe sedan said and my mom is a sweet are oh, referring to uh, uh pepe sedan said i would get chased down the block with a belt if i ever called by my mom by her name <laughs> so look hey look it's a different time with in a different era imagine amy is chasing ollie down the block with a belt she, she's getting canceled immediately it's not it's not gonna work out well okay you gotta you gotta adapt to our times um also given the way that our 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 life works between me and the two boys they'd be chasing me down the street with the metal. Like, that's, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Colo said, LOL, my family does that. Being Colombian, I can confirm. Okay, so we sorted <laughs> it out. Um, the uh, Joe Whitlock said, my Colombian friend pronounces yo like my name with a bit of a J sound, like yo. Okay. So when I first met him and I said my name was Joe, he thought I was saying my name was I. <laughs> 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 Love it. Love it. I, I, you're a good dude. I, I gotta say, uh, <laughs> um, okay. Where should we begin today? I think we should start, um, with Nashville SC, uh, opening their new stadium. They have a, a, a soccer, a new soccer specific stadium. And obviously, uh, in being in New York, being, uh, well, I'm in New Jersey technically right now, but, uh, being an NYCFC fan, it's uh, there's no way to 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 do to to talk about this without being bitter, jealous, angry. Do you think if they won a championship, they would have a bigger poster? Like, do you think they <laughs> that's that, that's what's holding us back. The, the 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 championship banner is not big enough for the city council in New York to see it, uh, and they're the ones that are like, hey, we will give you a stadium if you just got a bigger banner. No, it is. Um, uh, look, it's it's been. 
I mean, since NYC, NYCFC started in 2015, that's when the Cooligans began. We always say, like, if NYCFC didn't exist, the Cooligans would not exist. It is, it is, we are uh, uh, inextricably bound for eternity. Um, but then ever since NYCFC began, uh, it's, again, and p- please, in the chat, let, let, name any I've missed, but how many stadiums have been built since, since NYCFC uh, got started? We know, obviously, Nashville, Miami, Austin, LAFC, uh, uh, D- Audi Field, DC. Do we count? Do we count Miami though? Because didn't they just get approved for their like technical official stadium? Oh sure. I mean they. Do I mean it'd be nice. To, we can't even build a fake stadium. <laughs> <laughs> be great. Be great to build a fake stadium that is just temporarily there until the real one uh, is you know as as the placeholder. But we don't even have that. So I count Miami, M- Minnesota, uh, Cincy. Was uh, seven. Since he's got a stadium before you guys do. What is this? Uh, like I, I was when when NYCFC won MLS Cup. I was like, I, I honestly I did not think NYCFC would win an MLS Cup before they got a stadium built. I I just just did, I just didn't see it happening that quickly. Um, but this uh this in particular Nashville SC who uh, as an expansion team ha- have been pretty good. Uh, I think get you know bringing in um. Walker Zimmerman, and now they, they yeah they got him uh, they signed him to a DP contract now right he was like we we had him on the show when he we had his first year at Nashville and he was pretty devastated leaving LAFC he, he like he really you know obviously it's a great environment and and the fan base is is uh, I mean they loved him let's not be let's not be crazy but Bob, Bob Bradley had different plans uh, and and I it's really worked out for him he's he's be, I think you know I think if Walker Zimmerman doesn't uh, uh, leave and, and and be he's like the guy in nashville i don't think he becomes you well, know, he the number one center back for the u.s either i i i agree because i was gonna say i think with i think with lafc you did see that potential and for for a while it was really relevant it was really relevant i think at the moment that he left it was still a shock but there was a little bit like I can kind of see why he's leaving. Not to say that he should have, but you're like, I, I can see why he needs to explore different ventures. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been he's been absolutely amazing. I the you know both times that um, they faced Mexico for sure. That first one when I went to um, where were we at Cincinnati? Yeah, we were in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, you know, he just absolutely like I was watching the game and I was like, this like he's the best player on the field right now. I yeah. felt like th- that game and stuff, and so. Um, I think he's had a huge part in just, and it's cool. You know, it's, I think it's nice when you see players that even if it's disappointing or something, they go and thrive somewhere else and they, they do well. I think it's very cool to see that. And I think it was cool to see, you know, I didn't watch the whole game, but I think it was cool to watch this, this opener. And, you know, I think sometimes with MLS and I'm, I, you know, I know the Liam X MLS thing still is kind of relevant, but I've, I've always enjoyed both leagues in their own different ways. You know, they're like, they're like my children. Like I don't love anyone more than the other one. <laughs> right, you know, right. Kind of there. Um, but I, I do think that sometimes in MLS, like you mentioned with, like you mentioned with all these stadiums and all these expansion teams, sometimes it does feel really orchestrated, you know, a lot where you're just like, I get that this is an opening game and I get, this is like the first stadium, but I don't, I don't believe it. Right, right. And I, and I didn't feel that way with this match in, in okay. Nashville. Yeah, there, there is a, um, you know, getting to go to. I, I've been as far as home openers. I've been to Austin FC's home opener. I was at Minnesota's home opener. 
Um, I don't know if I, I can't remember for any others, but there is something, um, you know, when it, it, on TV, it's, and because, you know, even as much as I may know about American soccer, I don't know about these like specific the regional soccer culture of these cities. But when you go there, uh, especially in Austin and, and especially in Minnesota, like, I mean, the, what it means to the people there, it just, you're, we're just, we're just kind of so closed off from each other. And even like soccer, American soccer Twitter is so, is its own bubble and its own clicks. So you don't really get, you, you, uh, if, so, if somebody doesn't have like an MLS team, you, you know, you, you may know about like the, the lower league team or USL or uh, NISA or whatever, but it's, it, it doesn't really get into your bubble that often. But when you actually go and you're like boots on the ground in these cities, like the, like in Austin, in, in that, that first game was unbelievable. There was no goals. It was nil, nil. And it was just electric. It, it was the, the hanging out with, with the fans even the, the night before. The, it was like, like there was a soccer culture there, like, like 20 years prior. Like we just didn't know about it. And a lot, like a lot, especially in Austin, a lot of the fans were like Tigres fans. So they already, they, they already have a culture in place. And, and you saw it with like the, the, the drummers, a lot of the people. The, it was Tigres fans that were like, okay, now we have a team in Austin. Let, this is how it's done. And it's basically the, the Mexican culture in Austin being like, okay, white people, we're going to explain exactly how this goes. Everybody have a seat. I'm going to let you know what you got to need to do. But, and then it all comes together, and it's absolutely beautiful. And you see that, in, especially in a, in a city like Austin. I think Austin is just a little trick. I feel like Austin in general is just like a very – interesting topic point when it comes to MLS expansion teams because I haven't watched too many of their games aside from the fact that they're suddenly doing better than they were last season right right but do they still have the uh do they still have the vote chant is it still is it still part of their their which, chant which chant what what is it called? Know, because I remember the whole thing with Austin and the expansion and it was like it was like a five three vote or something it was and they had that as like a chat like the <laughs> vote that, that made them a team as part of the chat. I remember it was really relevant. Like the, when they were oh, when they I were coming up and, you know like like it's not a cookie cutter formula, but you know these days yeah, like yeah. you kind of get the the gist of like, oh they're announcing a team. Oh look here's their supporter group that appeared out of nowhere and stuff, you know, and and then they'll come up with chants and they'll have like the color where like media goes and i remember one of them was like they announced like their website and they're like here are all the list of our chants and one of them was like the vote it was like it was like the five so three i think it's, it's gotten a little bit better than that but the okay. one my, my favorite one they have a chant for um uh I, I, uh uh selena it was from austin right if i'm not mistaken uh i don't know if she was exactly from austin but no, uh, I think from, from, from texas oh okay 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 but yeah. they, so they do a chant um because the area code is 512 in Austin. So they, they do a chant that is uh, El Chico del Apartamento 512. But they do a, uh, but a soccer one. Uh, I, I forgot exactly how it goes. Like, like El Equipo de, de Austin de 512, something like that. But it's like fire. I was like, yo, first day, I'm <laughs> like, this, right <laughs> it slaps right here. Because this, this hits home, okay? This is in my playlist right now. This is great. Uh, the um, Dennis Hagen said that's the power of Matthew McConaughey, which is that was another <laughs> fascinating. Yeah, there's like it's interesting because with uh, with uh, 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 like MLS culture and American soccer culture, there's a little bit there's a twinge of like 
soccer mom kind of silly you know it's a little goofy at times like it, it, did you see the um the with nashville uh with nashville did you see the uh, uh reese witherspoon tweet that uh i think people magazine i i, I can magazine? I, I could find it in a moment but they basically said congratulations to the tennessee Titans soccer mm-hmm. team yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and a I, picture of reese witherspoon who's uh, one of the owners and I think coming back to this like Liga Max or like, right, like this extended non-American soccer origin that you have when you associate, you know, just like fan bases and, and clubs and all that stuff. I think I think you have to accept it. I think sometimes and I really like I think I appreciate that from like a certain niche of like American soccer Twitter, what you were talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like this is yeah, this is like peak MLS. You know, they're going to mess up the name. Um uh, you know, there, there's going to be a celebrity there that is now an owner, right? That's the whole reason that Reese was even there. Now she's a part owner of, of Nashville and she's there with the jersey. And like, there's a part of you that goes, does she even know what's going on on the field? Like, does she even know who Walker Zimmerman is? Like, you know, like these questions arise, but I think that it's part of the culture at this point that like, you can have a decent laugh about it, right? Like you can poke fun at the, at this idea of, of what happens when like an MLS team gets a stadium or there's an expansion side and there's going to be plenty more of those. So yeah, here's the, um, the, the tweet, the original two was for people, but this is Yahoo saying, uh, Reese Witherspoon re- uh, roots for the Tennessee Titans soccer team with her husband, Jim Toth and son, which, and it's also, I, I hate this, this diminishing of like, she owns the team. She's not just rooting. She's really like done a lot. Maybe, like, <laughs> give her a little bit more credit than just this tiny little caption. It's very silly. Uh, okay. So, the, uh, 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 what was it? There was another thing I was going to bring up. Anyway, so, uh, we'll move on to the next thing. The, um, so, uh, yeah, you mentioned Austin FC and the fact that they're playing so well. This, this is actually pretty confusing to me because they, not only do they, um, they give up a, a, a wild goal uh, uh, against Houston. Um, Did- did that quick question? Sorry to, to interrupt you. Did no, that game does that game have like a like a classical name? Like weren't people trying to frame it as like this like rivalry match or Which, something? Austin and Houston. Yeah, I um I think they. I don't know if they, so. Obviously now with uh, Austin, Houston, and FC Dallas, there's similar to like Cascadia, uh, Cascadia Cup. I think. If it's not already in place, I think the the plan is to do something with those three teams and have like a, a trophy and have a little competition between the three teams. Um, but I don't know if there's an official name yet. It, it might be. If anybody is uh, 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 from there and knows, please uh, let me know. Um, but the the fact that Austin FC uh, they've been going back and forth um, with LAFC uh, for the 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 top of the supporter shield standings. And but then they don't but then they don't wait because don't they usually play before LAFC? So then they're like bragging and they're like, it feels so good to be at the top. The LAFC plays like three hours later, man. Like, (laughs) so yeah, they they Austin FC, if you follow both of them on Twitter, they one of them will brag and then be like, yo, pump your brakes. And then uh, and then LAFC will end up uh, back on on top. So they they kind of been going back and forth at each other. There there is like a uh, Alexa and and I talk about this all the time where the 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 culture of of banter between the social media admins has it's it's at a new level i and i i think i don't pay attention to the social media of other sports as much as i do soccer or or and definitely not as like not all the leagues 
uh, in the world or whatever. But within MLS and also NWSL, there is a the the social media admins are competing against each other as well. You know what I mean? There's like a there's a there should be another table to see who's winning when it comes to that in, in engagement and metrics. It's definitely very very spicy over at MLS <laughs> admin Twitter. I, I even from an LA Galaxy standpoint, they're just pressing the national team's buttons every time Chicharito right. scores. It's yeah, just... uh, yeah, and we'll, we'll we should talk about that in a moment because that's oh that's always a big um, uh, debate, you know, whether he should be he should be playing for Mexico or not. But uh, we'll get to that in a moment. So LAFC and uh, Austin FC are in uh, first and second place. LFC is in first. Uh, Austin FC. So, but I mean, LAFC they've won a supporter shield in the past. Um, so not, not as shocking, but Austin FC were really, really bad last year. They just had no, they had no plan. They couldn't defend. They really had a a lot of issues scoring. Um, and they were just giving up so many goals. And I, it it really, I, I, it's hard to believe that they're, that they're this good. They are like legitimately, uh, winning games. Uh, you see there, they have only one loss, uh, Playing with a a, a a new confidence that is uh, is pretty impressive. I know you said you hadn't watched many Austin FC games, but uh, just the fact that they're in second place. What what are your first thoughts when you see that? <laughs> I'm just I say I think I tweeted like every couple of days. I'm like they're actually good. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm just in, I am I am in utter shock. I don't know. I I have a, I I go back to like my idea of like the 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 Chan and just like the the soft spot that Austin or like the de- you know yeah like the like babies have like I don't know it's just like a it's just like a really delicate subject with Austin because it's just like they were supposed to take away like another team's spot and then they didn't so right. then they switched over and stuff but I mean if they're doing good good for them you know do I root for them do I want them to succeed no I'm a hater for life but uh you know <laughs> good for them for, yeah because you, you're I, just, go ahead. It. I was gonna say you're a, a, a galaxy supporter right you've been a galaxy supporter for a long time I was I was I was I was discreetly it but then everybody made it and was like no we can we can see it it's like very obvious <laughs> so I'm like okay I'm not gonna deny it anymore like go ahead but even with that I will give LAFC the credit that they have because I've I've been covering them or I started covering them when I was still a journalist you know um, from the very beginning and like Vela and all that stuff, you know, I think the, I think the culture that 3252 is, you know, it's an insane atmosphere. The bank itself is really cool. And I think there was a lot of doubt. I, I know we were, we started talking about Austin, but if we're going to look at the top of the table for the supporter shield, I think that there's some, there's some credit to be given to Chirondolo for what he's been able to do. I mean, it's hard to mess it up. Right. But it's, people can do that. People can have a really right. good place. I mean, Look at the galaxy that has slapped them for two years, right? And then did nothing with them. So, you know, there is that put there is that possibility of like you have all these ducks in a row and then you can't figure out what to do with them. And I think he's figured out like this kind of like solid plan with them. You know, I think even a huge talking point in this last game that they had was like Vela's not even at his best and they're still winning. And I right. think if, you know, him I know there's been talks about him still trying to negotiate his contract, but they're looking like it's going to get close to to closing at this point soon. But I do like the idea that he's not the only player that's important now. And I think LRC has done a really good job about that with a new coach, right? That many were like, why is he coming on? You know, there's maybe some, not nepotism, right? But it's like, it's just convenient to to hire this, this, this coach and stuff. But 
I mean, but he, got, he got a little. I mean, there was definitely skepticism. Uh, yeah, because we so we went to Alexis and I went to Germany and uh, and Bundesliga brought us to like two different matches and Steve Chirondolo, which I don't know how they got. They were just like, you're going to he was like literally our tour guide. If, if like Steve Chirondolo should have been holding our hand everywhere we went, like he was so nice, taking us everywhere, answering us, answering all our questions. I hope they paid him well for this because he was our babysitter, but he was great. Uh, such a nice guy. Uh, we interviewed him and we like befriended Steve Chirondolo where when he when he got hired by Las Vegas Lights, I was like, all right, I'm really I'm I'm hoping this works out. And then we got to LAFC. I'm like, all right, this is too fast. All right. I know he's <laughs> I mean, he's a good guy, but is he ready for this? And and I think. This example, you called, you, called, you called him up and you're like, Steve, as your close <laughs> personal friend, I just need you. Okay. Listen, you know me, you know me, right? You know me as Chris, right? We, Not Chris. We've we been boys. We've been boys. <laughs> uh, but this is, uh, 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 I think, an incredible example of how incredible LAFC are playing. This, uh, what the goal uh, uh, against um, uh, Minnesota. Uh, over the weekend but just look at these like just connections i think they uh this is the 89th minute so i think vela uh, already got subbed off and it led to a goal back heels they're just they're having a good time out there playing with a, a level of freedom i think if if bob bradley would have would have seen those back heels he'd be like hey you're getting subbed off you're not you know we're not doing that that's not the pra- pragmatic game that we play okay <laughs> so but th- this was i think this is um I, you see it from Chirundolo on the sidelines i mean every time they score a goal the the smiles i mean just that alone he's smiling when the team is doing well and i think that is a just a you know no i with all due respect to bob bradley he's a legendary coach and he is good at his job but i think it, it shows that lafc could could have really used that culture change. Yeah, I think so. I think that, and you've seen, I've seen it in like a few teams. And I mean, we see it in teams, right? It's something it is. Sometimes it's like the weight of not having too much pressure of not having to deal with like a certain kind of personality or something. I think that even on a, on the field level, he's done actually pretty good about, you know, like youth players and the veteran players I think he's also worked out a way where like Vela will still be Vela. Vela will still have a relevant role on the team, but when he subs out, they're not going to lose that momentum. It's not going to be such a significant impact. Um, I, you know, I think like Moose has been really good. Fall has been really good. I, I think that they're finding a good form where like these players are not only delivering, but they're gaining confidence every time they deliver. And I, yeah. and, and, it's, and I think that's one, that's always been one of LAFC's greatest strengths is like, they don't rely to, even when Vela was Vela, you know, you had Rossi and um, you know, there was like a good partnership there. And I think they're always, they always find a way to keep their options open and it's, it's working out. I mean, I think, I think it almost, I don't know. I don't want to say it like it's kind of early, so things can change throughout the season. But I mean, you look at them play against MLS teams, and then you know they absolutely thrashed in the U.S. Open Cup. You know, it's like it's very fluid in the way that they play, and I think that's what makes them really strong offensively. It's 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 fun to see. Yeah, they they not. I mean, they were they were good in the past, uh, obviously, but they are better. They're a better team, and just in like a slightly different way. They're they're playing a little bit more. Um, 
uh, loose. You could clearly see that, like, the Chirundolo's, like, ideas. Like, loose, more intelligently, like, it's clicking, right? Like, like backheel passes are are sometimes deliberate, but sometimes they're also with a shred of luck, you know? But I think even that, like you're saying, it's like, it all comes together. Because I even remember when we were watching that game or we're watching that play, my dad is like, oh, the goalie did bad there. And I'm like, I don't like there, I don't think there's anything the goalie can do yeah, at right. that point. You know, it's, it's just all flowing so well together that they're going to end up finishing up that shot. And what what should the uh, the goalie have done here? Because the homie Brad Stuver, <laughs> I mean, this you, uh, you hate you hate when this happens to uh, to a friend because Brad Stuver obviously was the backup goalkeeper for NYCFC. Uh, great, great dude. Uh, did I mean he, he's doing a bunch of uh, great like community work for uh, Austin FC as he did in New York. Um, but he gave up a. Uh, I mean, look. I mean, he is. He is in just <laughs> a place he should not be. And Sebastian uh, Ferreira, uh, uh, I mean, this, doing the Carly Lloyd uh, from distance. And this every time this happens, it always looks bad. It always, like, you know, really... the, the I, goal- <laughs> I, There's, like, a part of me that's, like... Like, at that point, why even try to block it? You know you're not going <laughs> to. Like, you know, like I, it's like when my kid, like, I don't know, like when he has soda, you know, and I'm like, why am I even going to try to discipline him? Like, <laughs> it, he's running on pure, like, pure absolute sugar fuel. Like, there's nothing I can do. This was right. inevitable. Just yeah. let it go. Just yeah. Huge. Go- it almost feels humiliating at that point. It's like, yeah, but I doing? mean, he was look. He was trying make a clearance, but obviously in that situation, you just hit the know, ball the, out, the out of bounds. The clearance is fine. It's like at this point, like <laughs> no, like 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 how does yeah. he say it? I know I say it a lot, like on Twitter. It's like Mijo, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, you should have stopped at the at the eighteen yard line, like just <laughs> but, yeah, just let it go in. At but that great, point. I mean, a great hit and 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 like perfectly in the middle of the box to, to pretty much almost uh, you know uh, uh, not yeah look he couldn't reach it. It was just a, a well placed uh, ball. The I'm I'm concerned. Houston has like these. I I think it's just going to be uh, another like up and down kind of season for them. They just like they don't have the the consistency. Uh, you look to even make the playoffs and stuff like that. They were, you know they 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 missed it last year, but they have highlights like this, and then they lose this game two to one. And the fact that Austin could 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 come back was really impressive. So. Pep is the answer, and he got hurt too. Did he get hurt? No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like you just read, like you see. I mean, I didn't. I don't know. I don't. I didn't see yeah, the. Yeah. Re- I didn't see the rest of it. But you can kind of tell, like he's throwing himself into the <laughs> net. Like for, for what? Like what are we? It's like I tell my kids sometimes. Like what are we doing? Here? Like what, <laughs> is this? So, what objective are we trying to hit at this point? Right. I talk to my child like if he's a corporate businessman. Yeah. How, how do you feel? Because obviously, um, you have kind of. Uh, well, I'll put some context around this. But Amy is also uh, works for like an agency. So now you also because you were in Spain recently, right? Uh, I was. Uh, working with so you re- get to represent players uh, and stuff like that so I guess my question to you is sometimes players have bad days or a bad play how do you how do you talk to them about it in a way that you know you're not trying to humiliate them but you understand that the internet might might pile on them for for a day or two so uh, I actually don't get to handle that arm of the agency okay, okay, okay. Um, it's more it's more of like uh yeah you know like the 
how do I say more like the consulting marketing side of like what we're able to do. And then if like a player is involved, then I'll, then I'll kind of handle that aspect of it. Um, But I know oftentimes at the end of the day, uh, and this is more like a cheesy standpoint, like players are humans, right? So um, definitely like check in on that. I respectfully disagree, but okay, you can have your point. You know, it's fine. (laughs) You think think players are not humans. (laughs) That is the stance I'm taking. (laughs) I can type whatever I want to them. They don't feel, they make a lot of money. So it's okay for me to say what I want. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, uh, you know, it's actually really funny. Oftentimes, and I think I think you've interviewed a certain players. It depends, right? It's like it's like um, not hit or miss, but it's like depending on the kind of player you talk to, they either don't even check social media or they're like very involved in it, right? right but it's, right. it's either it's so they either I, don't I think, check it at all or they literally like looking at their phone while they're in every conversation with with other people. Or you yeah. or you have those or you have those specific kind of players that literally search their name, but you know, to each hey, their hey. own. <laughs> Um, so it, I think it depends. I think it, I, I think it totally depends. Um, hearing from what I hear from that side of it, you definitely just like check in on them. You know, you kind of just say like, you know what, this happens and blah, blah, blah. So yeah. I would imagine, you know, somebody checked in on him. It, sure. to- it, to- it totally depends. Like I, I, what about like, this is more of an open-ended question of us getting to know each other, Christian. I feel like I would respect it more if like my brothers texted me like, like way to clear it like just saying something like right right making fun we we can get that over with and then i can move on with the rest of my we acknowledge it happened we can laugh about it and the sooner we can laugh about it the sooner we can move on because i mean especially goalkeepers you you can't you don't have a good goalkeeper goalkeeping career without a couple a couple howlers a couple just embarrassing moments you know and i would imagine goalkeepers are probably more upset at like getting beat near post than like something like this it's like all right, this is like a one in a million. I should have, I, I probably should have just hit it, uh, hit it out, and and not given the the other team an opportunity to control the ball to end up hitting it. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, you know, it's part of the game. So, uh, but you know, part of the game is getting made fun of a little bit. All right, I've had some very terrible plays on the pitch. You know what I mean? I mean, I remember playing. Go for it. No, I was just gonna say you've also had moments where you are very upset at somebody. For exactly. Their All right. You know. Never, <laughs> hashtag never forget. Okay, we so will never be forgiven for not passing me the ball at an, an open net because he's such well, a. De- <laughs> the LeBron meme would lived in real life. All in right. Pasadena, California last year. Right. We played. It was a MLS All Star. We played in like a pickup game that 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 Amy put together. And, oh no! Uh, don't give me credit. It was another member of the Liga MX and community. But okay, okay. Uh, well, regardless, Wieso it has b- become infamous for just just really. He said, "You know what? I, he, I and I heard him say this out loud. He said, I don't think this Dominican Duke could score here. This is not his game. This is not his sport. I no, feel like comes to the cast, <laughs> I just don't feel. He he saw the little Dominican flag on my FIFA card, and he's like, No, no, no. I don't think." No. Nope. <laughs> okay. So next time Dominican Republic plays Mexico, I'm gonna be watching. All right. Um so um also I'm a I'm a I, I tweet about it a lot, but I play in uh, co ed leagues throughout the week and the sitters that I miss, I'm just happy that there are no cameras no. watching these because <laughs> also I the still- also the babysitters that you miss. You've had some great babysitters in your life. <laughs> 
So yeah, <laughs> shouts to them. <laughs> great people doing great work. Um, okay. Uh, all right. So let's move on. Uh, I'm wearing a Sounders kit. Uh, CCL final, uh, second leg is happening uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, May 4th at uh, sometime. I don't know, wherever time zone you're in. Um, but it is 2-2 in aggregate. Uh, Seattle Sounders against Pumas. I've seen uh, this is I've seen Pumas play in person when they played in the League's Cup. They played against NYCFC. They won against NYCFC in penalties. Uh, Pumas won the League's. No, they didn't win the League's Cup. Who won the League's Cup? Cruz Azul. Who won it? Last year. Last year. Last year was Leon. 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 Okay. It was and then, Leon versus the Sounders. Sounders. Yes. And then uh, Sounders uh, beat Sounders. Uh, beat them in the, in CCL. Vegas. Okay. So, how are you feeling about this game? And now we got the we got the Liga MX expert in here because I said even I was surprised at that first leg because I, I after watching Seattle Sounders in both matches against NYCFC they were they were great they were dominant they were just really incredible on the ball um, they and I I felt after watching those two games I'm like yo I think Sounders are going to win this comfortably. And and those those that first half they were like okay no they're not going to win this comfortably. <laughs> uh, Pumas were, th- were very good, yeah. I think this is the first first special case. Um, one congratulations to Pumas for making it to the final. I think that is a really interesting concept to see. Um, I think their coach is one of those coaches in Liga MX this season, alongside Puebla's coach. That you're like wow, I want to know what he's doing to these players to make them believe like it's actually been pretty pretty interesting to watch interesting also because in regular season Liga MX like regular season Pumas is actually in the repechaje they just barely made it so the way that the Mexican league works now is like four automatically qualify for um, the playoffs technically the Liga and then there's an additional eight teams it's really stupid it's, like they uh, it's just, a lot of teams <laughs> it's, it's like it's like oh it's we gotta mini, make a top 12 spot to make postseason mini playoff know? yeah yeah so it's like a kind of like a wild card-esque elimination yeah. round and stuff so they barely made that so it's like the just the juxtaposition of like these two scenarios right you have you have a ccl championship and then you have Liam X, and the team has just been juggling those two things for what like the past month month and a half or so yeah. like that so it's it's been very impressive, and but I think for this scenario specifically between the Sounders and Pumas, going into the first leg, which was at um, you know the Universitario, and now going over to Seattle, I think home field advantage is like such a huge factor. I think it was such a huge factor in the first game. Um, I do think that penalties benefited both teams. I don't think there's any negating that. Yeah, you know, like I yeah, how, how do like, you feel about that that late penalty that second one? Uh, uh, the foul on on Christian Roldan. I mean, I get it. I get I just it. Really I, see, like, I think at that point, as the ref, you have to call it. Like, I it's it's very very it, like it was definitely like I could I could understood like, I could have like, understood if he didn't like, call it. Was it. Very doboy soft, you know. Just like, <laughs> it, was, it was just like I'm yeah. Like, Christian Roldan went when he got fouled <laughs> because it was that it was a little gentle. But it, it, I, I was just surprised that they called it because the, I mean, everybody's like when Concacaf, Concacaf at an exponential level like it did in that moment. It, it, I mean, it, there's, like I don't mind the Concacaf. <laughs> I don't mind it as a verb. I don't mind it as an adjective. I really mm-hmm. don't. I, I, I enjoy the banter kind of thing. But it's like, guys, stupid things happen in 
tournaments all over the world. You right, know? But, right. Yeah, uh, this is our territory, so we're going to kind of cultivate it as our own thing. So it was very, yes, it was very concacaf in that sense. Um, but because of those two PKs, I think that Chivas, I mean Chivas, I don't know what I'm talking about. Now. I, <laughs> I think Pumas was the better team when it comes to just the, you know, finishing their their shots like kind of like finishing their chances i think they i think um i know i got into a little bit of a quip on twitter but you know it was a wednesday like you know it was like a wednesday the game itself wasn't going to be scheduled i think until like eight or eight thirty or nine local time in mexico you know so it was like there was a whole day a whole work day before people were actually gonna get to the stadium you know so i know they were like there's not that much um Height, there doesn't seem to be a lot of buzz, but once you got to the game, once you got to the stadium, once you saw the environment, it was raining too. Like, there was so much there that I think Bumas really felt and came out really strong, you know, throughout the game. Of course, there was an encroachment thing, and so then they got, they got a penalty, they got to retake the penalty, blah, blah, blah. But then Dineno did this thing, you know, excellent header, and just like you said, like, Oh wow, they're gonna actually do this, and they're gonna do this strongly. I like um, to call and- him Dinero. Okay, the dude is <laughs> money. <laughs> I was dominant that game. He was great. Uh, you know, and, <laughs> and we um, we had we interviewed um, Sebastian Salcedo uh, on Pumas, right? Why, and he was he's the only Liga MX player that we've uh, interviewed, like active player. Um, and even when we were in. Uh, we went to uh, Ciudad de Mexico for the Mexico-U.S. game. And that was my first time there. And, uh, and that's where Pumas play. And, and uh, Sebastian, like, DM'd us. He's like, yo, you in town? Let's link up. And I'm like, what? This is crazy. <laughs> we, never, we didn't get to because he ended up, tr- uh, like, training or something. But I remember when, he, when we spoke to him, he said, like, uh, the Rock Heel, thank you for uh, subscribing. Very much appreciate it. Um, also, kind of slightly missed Alexis. Cause, oh, yeah. You know. Alexis, that's, we got a little <laughs> bit of it, right? Uh, so he was saying that uh, League MX players, like, they can't just walk around CDMX. You know, they can't just walk. They can't just live their lives. Like, they are incredibly famous and people will stop them and whether it's at dinner or, or whatever. So the idea of us being at some restaurant with Bofo Salcedo, and we're just like <laughs> hanging out with you guys, def- you guys would have definitely been in like Dudan or something. Like that. <laughs> like, who's who's Buffalo dating now? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> all the all the NYCFC, you the Kooligans, they work for NYCFC. That's the kind of publicity we need. Okay. The Rock here said UEFA CONCACAFs every UEFA CONCACAFs every once in a while. That's right. It is. It rubs off on everybody so that that's all good so um so it is 2-2 um i i'm i'm going to uh the the i don't know how much the refereeing is going to be a, a, a part of it but i think look yeah like, i think that like you said before the the home field advantage has to go a long way i believe I mean, this I think- I think Seattle has like less than a thousand tickets left. If right, I right. if so I saw the- correctly, you know, and I mean Seattle is Seattle. You know what I mean? I I think there's even from like a Mexican fan base standpoint, people are saying that like Seattle, Seattle, like they're you know they're they're a different animal when they're kind of like hungry in that regard. So I think that that home field advantage is going to be pretty intense. You know, I, I again I know that some people wanted to downplay the significance of like Bumas being at home. 
Um, but I don't want to do that with Seattle because I've seen like Seattle in finals and all this stuff. And, and I think it's going to be a really, I think it's going to be a, a really intimidating atmosphere to go into, especially as the second leg and, you know, Seattle coming off of um, capitalizing on their late penalty and everything. Yeah. But that all being said, Pumas' season has been super impressive and they've come out, you know, whether it was like Crystal last season or whoever, they've come out sometimes and just completely dominated a game <laughs> and, and taken the win. And you're like, I don't know how Pumas did it, but congratulations. And I feel like that mentality is going to be there when they go into the match tomorrow. So it, I think it could, I think there's a lot of people that do see this as like Seattle is probably the favorite because of all these different scenarios. And especially because that this last game is going to be at home, but I can also see Pumas like fighting till the end and like securing the win. I, right. I like for me, it's like a 60, 40. Okay. For, for Pumas, I, for Pumas. I, I would, I would say the same in, in reverse. I, I think the, obviously, you know, every time CCL and, and, and especially when an MLS team is in the final, everybody's like an MLS team has never won it. Can they do it? Every the, the you know, winning an MLS team, winning CCL will heal the world's problems. You know, everybody, they really think the world is going to change <laughs> after uh, an MLS team. Like, you know, those, the, you know, those cartoons where like everything's gray and then there's just like a wave and everything turns color right, right. and everything. Like, that's what, that's what uh, an MLS team winning CCL is like. For, for uh, MLS. Go Although, said, go. I will say, sorry, I will say there is a slight petty part of me that is like, you know what? I want you guys to win. I want MLS to win because I want to see everybody wake up at like 4 a.m. for the Club World Cup just to see them, <laughs> just, just yeah, to see yeah, them yeah. lose. Too. It's a like, gift and a curse, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You guys... Actually, no, I, would, I mean, I would. it would be cool to see how far uh, an MLS team could get in the Club World Cup, but there is that also petty part of me that's like, wake up at 4 a.m. and right. watch, you know, your team play a dismal uh, like one zero loss. <laughs> Colo Blanco, uh, when you lose a Gremio out in some place. Uh, <laughs> uh, Colo Blanco said, "May the fourth be with the Sounders." That's right. The game will be on May fourth, Star Wars Day. Uh, and Quinta Pizza said, "I'm I'm I'm not like a you know a total nerd uh, you know uh, about it, but I I I watch all of them. You know, I also kiss girls, so uh, you know there's a balance. I try to keep a healthy." <laughs> thing about it um but yeah are you a big star wars uh uh person i am of the like black sheep kind so i was obviously younger like when the um second phase rolled out so like the anakin one so i know a lot of people hate them but because i was little and that was like my first exposure to star wars i you know i love them and i've seen the old movies where people are like Oh, but it wasn't this, and they came out with like yeah. little cafes and diners in the middle of like Tatooine. How dare they? Blah blah, blah you know all that stuff. But I actually really like it. I'm very very excited for uh, for uh, Obi Wan to come out soon. Okay, very, yeah, I, I, I and I I, I I would also say Rogue One, Star Wars Rogue One is probably the best Star Wars like oh, in, in individual individual film. The most well done, complete story from beginning to end. So if you haven't seen Rogue One, I highly recommend it. Um, okay. Quinta Pizza said, I landed at the uh, Guadalajara airport once and I watched a Chivas player get mobbed trying to leave. He had bodyguards and everything. It was wild. Do you remember which player? 
uh, Crimson. Just so. And what year? Because we could probably decipher which player it is, <laughs> yeah, depending on the context that you give us. It'd be fun. Um, Crimson Pizza said, also said, if an MLS team wins CCL, Christian will eat real bagels again, and all will be right with the world. So I don't know if you know this uh, detail. Uh, I because my fiance is a nutritionist. She she gets uh, bagels, which are paleo bagels, so they don't have like. The traditional, then I made the same like uh, way with the same regular bread and dough and all that stuff. So this is a <laughs> this is a big talking. People apparently they get very offended that uh, I still have regular bagels from time to time, but the fact that this is part of my diet at all is is people feel like it's a personal attack on uh, on what they choose to eat. It's okay. I don't like chocolate, so people also feel like they're personally attacked. I yes, I think I don't like chocolate like either. Of- I think you were one of like two people that responded back to that tweet and was like, I, I get it's you. Not, I'm not you. a fan. Like, it's fine. I can have it. Especially like the, the more diluted it is, like like chocolate chips and stuff like that. I can like, I'm, I'm fine with it. You don't even like that. You don't even like any. <laughs> this is this is a this is my comparison. And uh, I apologize to everybody in advance. So I'm just going <laughs> to preface this. Okay. I can deal with blown out diapers a hundred percent. Like I have no problem. No, sh- like nothing. Like it will not right, phase right. me. Which also kind of looks like chocolate sometimes. Okay. okay. And then that's my point. <laughs> yeah. Melted chocolate. Mm. I am like, oh my God. Like, that's it. like ruined, I can't. It, ruined it. Yeah. Yeah. Poop, poop ruins, uh, uh, you know, things for a lot of people. So I don't blame you. It's all good. Uh, okay. So, yeah, so that's, that's always my thing about like, how much do you really hate chocolate? I'm like this, like, it's like, like sure. it, it, it's like the exact opposite. Although there are photos of me when I was a baby um, with like Oreo all over my face. But I'm like, that was a different time. I all was right. a different person. Don't let those know. photos leak out of Amelia doing right. blackface. You can't. Don't let those leak out. <laughs> Tell mom to keep them in the, in, the, in the photo book. All right. All right. Um, okay. Come out with the notes. Uh, a note. <laughs> Not who yeah, I am long, anymore. Very long apology. Yeah. Okay. You, then you could. Then you're going to need the whole uh, uh, agency to craft the apology. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Um, Let's talk. uh, Let's uh, uh, wrap up. Uh, We have a couple uh, quick topics to discuss. And, you know, I should talk about, um, obviously, you are in in Los Angeles uh, and Angel City. So let's talk about some NWSL stuff. Angel City had their uh, home opener, their first uh, NWSL match, um, regular season match. At uh, uh, Bank of California Stadium, and the, you know, there's there's few times where I see like a you know, especially a team's first game, and I and I'm like, man, I should have been there. That that if, that was like one of those games. Where I'm like, wow, this this feels like it's something really really uh, uh, special. So what what you know, I obviously I had I went to LA um, when Angel City. Uh, revealed their kit so i got to see that that was a, a, a unreal experience i'm li- like literally in the room with mia ham as the kit is being revealed you know eight-year-old christian is like what is whose life is this this makes no sense um but angel city and their kind of rise and prominence uh and it seems like they're they're really making a name for themselves in uh, in la uh what did you think of that that first game no i i i i wanted to be there. I knew I had to be there. And it was, it was, it was a very historic moment. You know, I think that my, I went with my brothers um, and a a group of their friends. And I I don't think I've talked about this too much, like 
like pub like really publicly but it's a huge part of my life is like i grew up with like primarily men around me you know and i and so my development as like a woman came at a very late time in my life um and as the liga mex feminine started and as like nwsl and even national team all this stuff like i'm still very much and i say that self-reflecting it, like an in infancy when it comes to like just understanding like the differences in women and you know all that stuff like i it was a very cl- like closed off environment that i existed in and we can have discussions right when it comes to gender and nature and nurture and it's like they weren't that they weren't that progressive just because that's what mexican men were like you know and that's what my dad was taught and stuff it's changed now as time has gone on but right so with all that being said you know it was a very interesting dynamic to go with them um as we all become progressive because it was like I had like my brothers who are not machistas by any shape or form, but you know they have they carry a very significant weight to them as as they are as men and blah blah blah. And then like there was like a I, we sat really close to the supporter section where like Rebellion ninety nine and all of them yeah. were. And so like my my one of my brothers is like right next to me, and then we had like a, an elderly woman, and she was like so excited for the match and she's like there she's like really close to the supporter section too she's out there like you know like <laughs> getting getting turned and whatever and then like her family came in and there was like this and she had like a daughter or a granddaughter i would assume and it was like um my friend describes watching the liga max feminine in mexico she said that she like stopped what she was doing because she couldn't comprehend that there were women on her tv in mexico playing soccer professionally and there was like a part of me in that moment that felt that way watching like you know like this like this like really mixed demographic of people at a women's professional soccer game in the middle of la and like the bank already had this concept like you know this like preconceived notion because of lafc and the 3252 and you know just like that environment there that to see it replicated for this game and Angel and on top of that, Angel City scores early on in the match, you know, and everybody starts celebrating and it's cheering and it's so loud. And like there's a moment where you just kind of go like, holy crap, you know, like women's soccer is in L.A. and people are enjoying this. And it's it's taken a long time for like women's soccer to get here, but it's here and it's a very cool like feeling to have and yeah i think after the fact that i'm like talking to friends that didn't go or or, you know stuff like that they're like it looked it it looked insane to think about that this is you know this is a women's game and and it was it was a good performance on the field you know it was like it was it was just a good it was just a good feeling and it yeah like yeah maybe it maybe it had like a more family-esque environment than you would see like in men's matches but it was mixed. It was still mixed at the end of the day. And like, you know, it wasn't just women and children. And, you know, it was like, it was a whole array of people from LA there. Well, and that's, I want to like add to that point where I, I there was a, a tweet from um, Pablo Maurer um, talking about some, about going to an NWSL match. And he was like uh, saying it as like a term of endearment, but just saying like, it went to an NWSL match and I, these were like the freakiest people I've ever seen. There were just people from all walks of life, whether it's like LGBT, whether it's like people with tattoos, face tattoos, pink hair, purple hair. Like there's there is a a, a different feeling when you go to an NWSL match where it's it, it is family friendly. It is uh, uh, progressive. It is you. But it, it is it's one of the few uh, uh, events and experiences 
where all these people have something in common and and can can share something uh together so that's why that part of it is like uh beautiful where it's like yeah there's like a bunch of weird like soccer nerds and people just wildly dedicated to the game and and there's there's a sense that you know we have to support it otherwise it it it, it might fail or fold like some of the other uh, leagues in the past but this this game i just i i think will um you know i don't know how angel city are gonna uh fare in this this season they the in challenge cup they you know they didn't really look and that, i think that was a huge factor into it too right it's like it, there's there is a sense of pressure on this game and you you did watch them during the during the challenge cup and you're like i get it it's a new team they still have to get used to each other so let's kind of use that as an excuse or not as an excuse but let's let's take that into consideration but then your first match is against the courage so right. how <laughs> how is that gonna work out i think the courage actually finished if i'm not mistaken at the top of their group for the challenge cup right uh, um, um i don't yeah, i don't remember or maybe it was rain i don't remember it's, i just know that there was a they, i mean they, I, they, they're historically pretty good yes they're, they're pretty good um so there was you know there was that there was like i i hope they score i hope it i hope it's a fun game but right. hey they, they might not have everything worked out in a way that like the courage will probably have just right. because of their historic prominence and stuff right. but then they scored really early. Um, not to say that North Carolina didn't give a good performance, because I think they also had a few good chances. I think that they, I think they have a good qual- a couple of quality players on their on their team as well. Um, but it just felt like the stars aligned for for Angel City for them right. to have like the perfect home opener, and you know it was really cool to to be a part of it. And I think they actually ended up selling out the, the stadium too, so that was really cool. Right, it says uh, the attendance was twenty two thousand. Uh, and and Crimson Pizza said, "I want to support Angel City as a lifelong Californian." I think Crimson Pizza might be in Northern California. I'm not sure. Uh, they said, "But it feels bandwagony since I haven't followed NWSL up to this point." Enough of that. Enough of that oh. attitude. You know why? I, go support Orlando Pride. Doesn't matter. <laughs> NWSL uh, could use your support, so don't uh, stress too much uh, about that at all. Um, the yeah, there, there was a there were comments from um, uh, the team captain Ali Riley, um, who uh, is, is from Southern California, and got very emotional talking about how she when she first uh, started playing professionally, uh, it was the 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 soul, the Los Angeles soul. Sol, not not soul, like the like a shoe. Uh, so <laughs> I don't want to say it too. I don't want to be too gringo uh, on this. But uh, but she was talking about how she was hoping that she got drafted by them, uh, and that was in uh, that was WUSA, if I'm not mistaken, that 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 league. Um, but she was uh, so she basically saying that uh, it was like a dream come true to uh, have a, a home game. Her parents could come see her play uh in los angeles uh so no it really really cool obviously when it comes to the the ownership group and natalie portman and all these uh, mia ham and all the former players that are involved uh, in angel city but to to see it all come to fruition and sell out the stadium and even in the challenge cup game that was in um what 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 college was the game held at you, you say that again fullerton cal state fullerton right so yeah i think you were at that game as well right yeah. So, and they had a lot, I think they sold that out as well, or there they were definitely a lot of people there. There was uh, definitely, yeah, there was tons of people. So, uh, it, it is looking like, uh, you know, you just love to, you love to see it work out because, you know, when, when it's all, 
when they they do the they you know they show the kits and the marketing campaigns and the owners and it doesn't always work out perfectly but it, it's really uh to have a successful uh, uh women's team in los angeles i i think is is crucial to the the success of of the league without a doubt and the fact that they didn't didn't have one for so long it's, it's, it's kind of incredible, but I think they, the, the, the time that, that you know, they went without a team allowed them to really prepare to, to have something, like, I think really, really stable. So, um, so that was cool. The other thing I wanted to uh, show everybody, and we can just uh, react to the, uh, the championship rings that the Washington that was... Spirit— re- can, we get, can we get to the best photo of, of the night, though? Oh, which I, one? I just want— the the king one, the hundred percent pure swag. Just I will never be this cool. Photo. <laughs> Wait, which one are you referring to? The the one where, the one where she's it's it's her it's her yellow cape and she's like oh the Michelle Kang one. Yeah, I don't okay, I don't have it uh, already, but I'll find it in in a moment. Right. Um, but this is like I haven't seen the championship rings for other NWSL seasons, but I feel like this is a little bit more uh, uh, appropriate and a little bit more, uh, you know, a, a better, uh, at least acknowledgement or investment in uh, winning that championship. So, you know, if uh, if you haven't followed along with the Washington Spirit, they had a lot of issues with their mm-hmm. uh, with their owner. They basically ousted the owner and uh, one of the minority owners who all the players loved and supported uh, ended up basically ousting the, the, the other guy who was his name, Steve Baldwin. And, and it worked out and the owner, yeah, Michelle, uh, Michelle Kang, who, uh, who wears a Cape. She is a, a complete superhero, uh, and completely owns it. Uh, she, look, I, I, I feel like her influence is in this because every decision, it seems like going forward, it's like, we, we're going to treat these players with complete respect because that, that wasn't really what was happening in years past. Uh, and this, these championship rings are, I think are a sign of that. These are massive. You see Michelle Kang there with, uh, with her cape. Uh, but these are legit massive rings, uh, diamonds, uh, everywhere, uh, so you you love to see it because this is a this is commonplace in 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 men's sports, but I don't know if I've seen this in women's sports. And please correct me if I'm wrong, but this is pretty incredible for for them. I would I would not know either about the championship rings, but I do think I think that storyline it it's just getting such a deserved kind of like happy ending, if you will. You know, like there was just so much drama involved with the ownership and everything that's happened in the NWSL. I know that there are still things that are happening now where, you know, it kind of like opens up wounds and, you know, you're kind of just wondering when is this going to end? When is the change going to finally take place? But I think to have this moment where they're kind of celebrating the efforts that they put in from last season, right, with the new ownership, with this like new era with the team um, makes it special. You know, I think women's soccer a lot, a lot of times has to deal with, you know, kind of like trenching through the mud and then we can get to this happy place and it comes with the territory and you often, every time you have a celebration, you do have to think about that, right? You have to think about, oh, there's just so much stuff that's happened in the past. But I think that was really cool. I think it was a really cool moment for, for the team, for, you know, everybody involved with the club now. And, you know, for like the people that have also been following it for the fans that have been support that, that have both been supporting and both making themselves being so vocal about what's wrong with it. And I think that's a huge, 
that's a huge factor that shouldn't be taken lightly about why this change is happening. You know, I think it's just been like a really collective effort from everybody involved. And, you know, it's a, yeah, it's very with this and uh, just like, you know, different situations with this and Angel City and everything. It just feels like, um, you know, from, to, to take it from like a personally relative point, you know, to see like when you watch the Liga Max Femini kind of grow and, and become this thing of like what it is now and it's still continuing to grow. Um, you know, it's cool to see that also in the NWSL. It's been around longer and it's had, again, like I said, has had to deal with its yeah. own downfalls and problems. So. Yeah, I mean, this also just came out today. Uh, Ben Olsen, who was a former head coach for DC United, became the team, the Washington Spirit president. Um, And and a lot of people were not happy with that appointment because they essentially felt he um, he was friends with the, the former owner. And uh, you can see in the caption there from uh, Team uh, Just Women Sports at just, uh, just W Sports on Twitter. said, team owner, why Michelle Kang wanted Olsen to give up the position of president to focus on soccer operations, but Olsen chose to step down instead. So it, a lot of people felt that he was not qualified for this uh, position. He was a head coach, and then now he's like doing kind of like business stuff uh, for, for the club. And uh, some people are saying she's cleaning house. She's uh, make, you know uh, uh, fitting the club in like in her image, and uh, so capes for everybody is what I say. Uh, uh, I, I wanted to get one. There, there was one photo you could see her here uh, with the cape. I mean, th- uh, this is a, an absolute uh, boss. I mean, she should have been at the Met Gala with her cape uh, <laughs> yesterday. So it was pretty uh, impressive. So, but shouts to the Washington Spirit, man. Uh, yeah, they they are they won their their home opener. Um, they, I believe they're playing in the challenge cup semifinal real soon. Um, and I, I think they, they might be the favorites for that as well. They're, uh, uh, an absolutely, uh, incredible team. The, the last thing I wanted to mention was the NWSL CBA, which is available. You can, uh, you can see it on the NWSL, uh, website. PA website, right? Yes. I've seen uh, both, right? So uh, you can it's it's available. Everybody can just go go and read it, uh, which is uh, pretty cool. Uh, It's all there. It's uh, I mean, it's too much to go through. But the fact that they are being this transparent where everybody can see it, they signed it uh, just the other day in in the in the the home opener i think uh was it the home i think it might have been they they like had a table like on the side of the the field it's a big deal because i mean just a a, a, you know a document like this uh not only for women's sports but in, in women's soccer it is at least that declaration of like all right Stop being shitty to us. We're writing it down. <laughs> it's just so, I mean, we try to like find some uh, levity in it, but it's like, you know, story after story. Um, I, I can't even remember the, who, the Houston, is it Houston? The Houston Dash coach that got is now uh, the was most removed. recent case. Yeah. And it's like every, I'm like, but it's this, like DJ Khaled, I, another one, another one. All, I'm like, stop. <laughs> the the only well and i think it's i think this has been shared on social a few times as well like like uh <laughs> like how far can the curse words go on the show so they, i don't want to they go they go pretty far <laughs> okay so it's like fuck again you know right and you're, like you're looking at this with that being said it's like this came out because of all the efforts of again it just goes back to like you know we really had to like go through trenches to get to this point but 
the investigation is taking place. And that's one of the reasons that this was even able to kind of like be brought back to light. I think, I think in the past, right. And, and we've seen it what within the last year or so it was like, Oh, we're saying bye. And then give no context. And then like a few weeks later or like a few days later, like I honestly felt like when this happened and I said this to some colleagues, I'm like, is a story going to get going to, re- going to get released soon? Like I felt like something was going to like, this was a, this was a being like proactive, but like really like in a really reactive way. Like yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I need to get to this. But even in the way that they got to it was better than what we've seen in the past, because there was, it felt like there was way more context. It felt like whoever was in charge, whether it's press releases or whatever at the club realized, Hey, we can't just like, kind of like brush it under the rug. Right, right. Like, it has to be, it, there is a structure now in place a lot of it does have to do with the players. A lot of it has to do with former players getting into that mix and stuff. And I, and while it's terrible where you are, you're like, God damn, are we doing this again? At least there's steps in place that, yeah, we're going to start cleaning out. Like, yeah, you know, we're in house the right way now. Yeah. Even if, even if it sucks that we have to do this again. Right. And, and then, I think th- then, of course, it goes back and forth because I think he came out and negated any, you know, denied any of the allegations or blah, 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 blah. blah but. Which is, yeah, I mean, th- that's like a standard uh, sort of like uh, nowadays. But but the, the, the there's a there's a it's like NWSL fans are in a tough um, position, right? Because they're they there's a little bit of like when, you know, obviously they don't want these stories. You, you know, you wish it just wouldn't happen. But the there's a little bit of like a a thirst for blood, uh, like when they hear about somebody doing something wrong they just like it, it, it it's not as simple as get them out of the game and and it's just snap of the finger and they're gone because there's i imagine that the reason it's challenging is because there's like legal issues and you can't just fire someone without cause or proof or or whatever like the, the, it seems like the burden of proof is somewhat high so that the that, that the league and the clubs don't feel like they're gonna they're at the risk of being sued for like you know false you know termination or something like that it just seems like in in general this is like and in the business world everybody's pretty much trying to cover their ass in in some way but it shouldn't get it shouldn't be to the point where it's people covering their ass is at the the risk of like the 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 physical and mental well-being of the players it's not we can't just wait around while y'all figure it out and and the players uh, have to suffer uh, uh, through it. So I, th- this is why the CBA is, is a big deal because at, at the very least it sets some sort of precedent and tone and and being and boundaries of like and it's and it, it might there might be very simple things of like let them drink water during tra- like like things like that where there was nothing in writing to to at least have that kind of procedure. So the fact that the, all these players really fought uh, for this and, and got this done really, really does say a lot because it, it's going to be the foundation for the future, uh, the future of the league and the, and the future uh, players in the league as well. Um, John Coltritt said, who hasn't hit the like button yet? That's right, because we're, we're spitting nothing but the hottest of hot takes, okay? Everything we said here is going to go viral. It is going to be clipped. It's going to be on all the blogs, okay? I think 
Uh, Amelia is going to get canceled for uh, having Oreo on her face when she was a baby. It's going to be there's going to be a lot of backlash. So, <laughs> so, uh, so hit the like button if you have not yet. Pepe Sedan. If you hate Oreos too. Subscribe. <laughs> 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 Bebes the Don said, I prefer Liga MX on the women's side more than the men's side. I'm honestly, I honestly think uh, Liga Femenil and the women's national team are building towards something special. Uh, I, I'll say this because I, I uh, occasionally will watch some Liga Femenil uh, matches and year after year it's getting uh, better and better. I, I just saw like uh, through the end it posted like uh, some, I forgot who hit the shot. It might have been somebody from uh, Cholos. Uh, or Cholas, uh, the the left footed banger that hit the like the corner the other day. Forgot who it was, but it was uh, it was very very impressive. Um, but the uh, the Mexican women's national team. This is where I'm concerned because I, I still think the gap is still even within Concacaf. They're better than a couple of the other competing nations, but it's still the gap with the U.S. is still. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's way it's way too wide. No, it's 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 like a whole highway. Like, it's, it's, like, like, it's a whole highway with like like super fast traffic. Like, the, like, like there's there's just no shape, way, or form yet, right? In 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 recent times that it's that it's closing. But um, I agree. I think that um, I think the Liga MX Femenil is getting to a place where it's like really really special. I do think that there's issues in parity because like we've seen quite a few times. Um, that Regio still very much dominate the finals, um, which is exciting, don't get me wrong, but I think a lot of us who collectively and objectively uh, follow the league kind of go, you know, it would be good to have different different champions. Not to say that they don't deserve it because, hey, they got to the final and that's yeah, yeah. just that's the product of, of winning your games. Um, but I do think holistically when you're looking at the season, not just the playoffs and everything, I do think you get a really good... Uh, round of golazos. In fact, I think um, a team that didn't even qualify for Ligia. I forget which team. I forget which team and which player it is. I want to say it is Juarez. I could be entirely wrong, but somebody actually is nominated. A Liga MX Femenil player is nominated for the uh, what is it? What is it called? Uh, I'm, I'm, the like the, the like the goal of the year. For oh, FIFA. Um, oh my god! Why am I forgetting? Uh, it starts with a P. No. Uh, yes. Uh, Puskas, Puskas. I was, Puskas, thinking, yes. I was thinking Pichichi, but that's the. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Puskas. Puskas. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so... that's great. That's great. So it actually got nominated for a Puskas. I think it's like you know the preliminary rounds and stuff right, like right. that. But I think that yeah, I think the the Liamex Femenil is growing. I think what we're seeing from the players that play in the league is translating over to the national team. I'm really excited about this upcoming CONCACAF W tournament. Our first game is actually against the U.S. Mm. Are we going to win that? Uh, <laughs> I guess that I say no, but can we draw? Can we draw if we figure out how to put like 10 players behind the goal? I mean, look, if uh, if Uzbekistan can score against the U.S., anything is possible. Uh, <laughs> the um, Yeah, th- th- those are going to be interesting. Th- those are in the summer, right? Those are coming soon, I think in July? Or- yes, it's going to be July 4th to the 18th. I'm okay. actually planning to travel there, so that's my quick little shameless plug. If you guys haven't started following the Footmex Nation, we're going to be doing some cool stuff over the summer for 
recovering women's uh, Mexican women's soccer in English. So okay, uh, yeah, they amazing uh, work out there. So uh, yeah, Colomarco said top goal scorer in La Liga is Pichichi. That's correct. That's that's why I was thinking of. Um, okay, uh, Amy, thank you so much uh, for joining me. Seriously, it's been super super fun. Uh, I appreciate. It. I know it was short notice. Shout out to uh, to every uh, all the guest co-hosts that we've had uh, the last couple days. Uh, Alexis will be back next week um so monday 1 p.m eastern time uh live here on youtube alexis we'll be back we'll be at osnyc uh doing our show as usual um and a couple things yeah obviously if you haven't subscribed on youtube if you haven't subscribed to the podcast please do so uh if you follow us uh everywhere at soccer cooligans and uh join our patreon patreon.com soccer cooligans we have exclusive podcasts uh we did one with uh alexis uh in london so you can hear about how that trip was going. Uh, it's where, you know, we do a no cap recap podcast where we can, you know, it's what the stuff that we say when the mics are off. But we turn the mics on, but we don't no. share with it. You know what I mean? It's a whole thing. Uh, we're still working on the branding of it, but it's pretty cool. The uh, So join the Patreon and uh, our full interview with um, Molly, Meatball Molly McCann, the UFC fighter. It, it is on uh, Patreon right now. Um, uh, you know, maybe we'll... Uh, 2v1 if you do we do we think we can win against a UFC fighter Alexis and I against a UFC fighter what do you, who would you bet on who do you what do you think I really like this show so I'm not gonna <laughs> answer I really want to come back on <laughs> I just the optics of these two Latino men fighting this uh small UFC fighter from Liverpool and also really and get beat up very badly we, we're gonna lose very very badly I, it's just it, it's I think it's the spectacle alone might be worth it for the views, Amy, for the views, the exhibition of it all. <laughs> <laughs> it might be fun. Uh, it was an uh, honorable defeat. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, go uh, check out that interview on Patreon. Uh, anything else? Uh, yeah. Uh, follow Amy uh, on Twitter. Azteca Amelia with three A's at the end. Um, is it the same on TikTok? Yes. Okay. Yes. And yes, I I can't uh, stress this enough. Amy is an absolute beast on TikTok. Super funny. uh, Posts a bunch of a bunch of stuff. Anything when it comes to relatable uh, soccer content, especially on TikTok. Amy's uh, one of the best on this. So please go uh, follow her ASAP. Um, okay, that is it, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody here on YouTube. Uh, y'all, the absolute best. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Do all the things you're supposed to do. Do your homework. Uh, you know, figure it all out. Uh, figure out your life. I, I, I don't got to tell you what to do. Uh, <laughs> you guys are the absolute best. Uh, we will see you next week. Amy, thank you again. Thank you.